The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 155 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Friday, December 8th, 2023. And kudos to me for not saying Thursday, because since the media schedule and the practice schedule is all pushed back by one day. These people have been just infatuated by this pimple that they made me pop that left a, a dark spot on my forehead. I was wondering, what the hell are you doing? So anyway, because of the Monday night game, everything's pushed back one one day. So it felt like yes, a- today is Thursday. It's not Friday. Stop oh. lying to us. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Uh, episode one fifty five. As always, we will start with the look back, the salute to the player with the number fifty five jersey. The first go around, we did Joey Porter. The second go around, we're going to do another linebacker, Hall of Famer, who unfortunately has passed away. Uh, most of his career played with the San Diego Chargers, finished his career with the New England Patriots in between three seasons with the Dolphins, Junior Seau, who I I don't know if I've ever seen a teammate be as excited for the acquisition of a veteran as Zach Thomas was when the Dolphins acquired uh, Seau from the Chargers in the trade for a fifth-round pick because Zach grew up admiring Junior Seau. Go ahead. Question for you. Did Junior Seau use the term brother? Do not recall. We were talking 15 years ago now. I do not Yeah, recall. I think Channing Crowder, um, I, I got to ask Channing, mentioned that he would call everybody brother, brother, brother. And you know who does that? Another Samoan. That sure, we all, sure, absolutely, yes. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love when he says brother. I'd love for somebody to put together a montage of two and his brothers. And oh, it's like you know, you know who's the man to do that. Who's the man? Oh, Donovan. Donovan? That's, that's right up Donovan's alley to do those montages. Donovan that's Campbell? The, yes, Donovan Campbell. They'll have one of his with you know his producers or his videographers do it, but that's, that's the kind that's of thing. Pete. Like. Correct. That would be Pete. Um Pete. no, but yes, he does do that. Um yeah, the, the the sad part about, I mean, obviously, along with the fact of how his, his life ended, for those not aware, he basically had CT and killed himself. Um, the Dolphins never got the best of Junior Seau because he was nicked pretty much like throughout his time with the Dolphins. But I think if nothing else, in terms of mentorship, what he what he did for Zach in terms of preparation and all that, that in itself would have been worth the price of what the Dolphins gave up, which, again, was only a fifth-round pick. I remember, and I don't want to misquote Channing. I remember talking to him about playing with Junior Seau, and Channing was just basically like, yeah, Junior did whatever he wanted to do and had a sixth sense for the ball, and your job was to clean up what Junior did. And that's how you had to play with him. Um, And I oftentimes think about how many elite athletes are like that, where they're basically like, yeah, because Joey Porter used to be like that too. Joey Porter was, and you can say whatever you want about Joey, but he was an elite player um, in his time. Joey would be like, screw whatever 
you just called. I see it. I'm going to get it. And you oftentimes hear coaches say that. And I think even Tyreek is much like that. The elite players, they have this sixth sense of, okay, this is what I need right to take right now. And that's going to make the play. And there was some of that as well with Ndamukong Sue when he was here. <laughs> I hope, I hope you're, I hope you're really right. going to bring that up? Am I, am I wrong? Um, I think there's a fine line between what those guys do and what Ndamukong Sue did. Ndamukong Sue came off as selfish, screw everybody else. I'm, I'm incorporated. Huh? Sue Incorporated. Yes, I am going to be for me. I don't know if I got that from Joey Porter. Maybe a little bit. I definitely don't know if I, you get that from Junior Seau. They were just trying to, they saw it and tried Correct. to make something happen. Correct. I don't think Ndamukong Sue ever saw something and tried to make something happen. No, he was like, screw what you called. I'm going to do what I want to do. Correct. So, but, so you're not, the, you were laughing. You, you, you know what I'm saying is, is, is right. And this is part of the reason, along with the fact that Ndamukong Sue, to pull it politely, is maybe not the greatest locker room player in the world. Then, then when there were these reports that he's looking to get back into the NFL and then at, at the, for the rest of the 2023 season, and somebody hit me up on Twitter, should the Dolphins go for it? And I'm like, yeah, that's a no for me. No. This one, I don't, I'm pretty sure he's still a product, pretty productive player. Um, but, and, and I, I said this on Twitter, and I don't, I don't know if, I know you got it and understood what I was saying. Um, this team is so, like, so unique and nice and um, genuine and, Bec- uh, and and they're 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 growing into something and like i've never covered any team like this and i i wonder to myself if they're if they're if they're feeding off their head coach and their their the, the leadership and the personalities on the team because have this charisma to them and they have this locked in focus and i'm like damn is this what a super bowl team caliber team is like because I've certainly never covered anything like it. I wonder. Well, I, I haven't either. But I, and but here, here's the thing too is, and you make you make the good points. Is the number one, I, you will never get me to back off from the point of the fact that they're having success. Certainly helps the locker room. That's number one. Number two is they they have a good makeup of personalities, and that, this is where mm-hmm. absolutely with you on there. And this is where Sue would stick out like a sore defensive tackle. I mean. Talk about a bad fit in the locker room. That would be it. And it's not because he can't play. And the other thing about Dominic and Sue, in all my years of covering football, I don't know if I've seen anybody who is as physically big as he is. The dude is built like a tree trunk. I mean. Jordan what? Phillips is bigger than him. Oh, it, are you going to compare? I'm talking in terms of, of solid like everything about him is hard. Oh, you're crazy. Guys, whoever's watching this, please trust me on this one. Jordan, you said Jordan Phillips? Jordan Phillips just engulfed in with engulfing Dominic and Sue. Jordan, Jordan Phillips, Phillips was big, but there was some fat involved there. Oh, you're talking about muscle? I am talking about just being naturally thick. The guy was a tree trunk. 
We've seen defensive linemen our whole careers. Randy like Sarkis. I said, like I'm going to repeat it again because apparently you're not going to let me get that point. I covered the NFL for 30 years longer than you, my friend. There is, I have not seen a guy who is as naturally thick and big as Ndamukong. And so I'm not talking about size. I'm talking about like the makeup of his body. I mean, the guy is like, basically you knock on him. It's like knocking on a wall. So anyway, I said what I said. You can poo-poo it all you want. And we should move on to the news of the day. Because you're not going you, you're not going to you are in you are in I'm going to disagree with with poop here no matter no, what. No, I'm not. I'm, if you if you line them up side by side, I'm going to stand on my argument. If you line them up side by side, Jordan Phillips wanted to punch me in my face, and if I had the twos, who punched me in my face? It would be definitely be Indomitian Sue over Jordan Phillips. Like it, it, well, it's from when we're talking about like physical look stature, like not even close. I think in Damakin Sue. You're talking about fitness for a defensive tackle. Is that what you're no, talking it's about? Not, it's not all about fitness. It's about it's about like body thickness and, and the build. And then Damakin Sue would bury Jordan Phillips three times before Phillips knew knew what happened to him. I mean, there there's in terms of natural say, we, we're not talking about nastiness. No, no, no. But in, okay. But in terms of natural strength and natural like power, yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, no yeah. comparison. No, but no, I'm looking, looking head to head. I mean, Indomitian Sue was a uh, – it's funny that this is the tangent that we're on because neither one of us likes Indomitian Sue. Neither right. one of us thinks he's a good person. Um, totally selfish player. Uh, but he, I'm, the giving him, I'm giving the man his props. I mean, that, that dude was like – like, for example, like facing a situation like this, I mean, obviously other than, than turn away and defuse a situation if, it, if it, we have to engage – I'm like thinking I, I like punch Jordan Phillips in the stomach as hard as I can and hope that it, it like takes his win for, for a millisecond. Hold on. And I'm not even thinking about that. And I'm going to because I'm going to break my hand. That's 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 the point I'm making there. Okay. okay. I mean, shall we move on? To, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. I okay. mean, maybe, maybe if you punched him in the stomach, it would hurt your hand. I didn't, I don't even think he like was I don't know I hey let me move on because yeah let let's move on Dominican Sue and again so the bottom line with Dominican Sue for those who who he's a big name and all that not a good idea to bring him into this team um, horrible idea okay so today we as we are do, doing this right now we're look still at that we agreed on something see look 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 there one I'm I'm keeping tabs on agreements that's one, agree one, for, one for you and one for me agreement number one. Um, so uh, we do not have the official injury report as we're doing this right now. However, we saw the open portion, the media portion open to the media where no Robert Hunt, no Jerome Baker, Teron Armstead was there and Javon Holland were there. It did not look like they were going to, they were going to do a whole lot, if anything, but on the flip side, Tyree kill was back. Durham Smythe was back. Raheem Oster was back and Kendall Lamb was back. Yes. And as I told you, Kendall said, I'm playing. I'm good to go. They won't. They're holding me out intentionally. And because I'm a nine year veteran and he's like, hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Um, I looked at Tehran. Tehran didn't do that much work today. Um, I stand on my column and I truly do mean it, even though I asked Frank Smith about it, if they think bigger picture with Tehran. And, and it's funny that Frank Smith. We'll be like, we can't think bigger picture 
we we have to think about this opponent and this game and put our focus in there and we can't be saving people for for another game or another stretch of games and mike mcdaniel is the complete opposite he clearly has not listened to mike mcdaniel press conference at all this season um well hold on but because the way you're presenting it is if you're saying we're not going to hold Toronto for a specific stretch of games is you're putting a value judgment on each game. Mike McDaniel's whole thing is also never put a value judgment on each game. His is always about we want him ready long-term and not take any chances of having a, a setback. Uh-huh. And what I found interesting about what Frank Smith says is we trust, I'm paraphrasing, we trust Tehran when Tehran tells us he's ready to play he plays. And I was just like, okay. And I think in, when in certain, with certain players in certain instances, and especially when you have a trust level there, it's the right, it, it's the right approach. Um, you know how I feel about Tehran and I don't want to discuss him anymore because you're probably on Tehran overdose um, from the week uh, just a little bit. Uh we love Tehran. We, we love Tehran. Probably does not holding our breath. He's playing Sunday. How's that? Or Monday night? How's yes, that? I, I think that this is a game where you're going to see Kendall Lamb in there. You're probably going to see Liam Eikenberg in there. Um, you're probably going to see uh, Lester, Cotton. Lester Cotton. There you go, Lester Cotton in there. Um, you're probably not going to see Javon Holland either. Um, I don't know what he did to his knees, man. Listen. So weird. That is such a weird. I'll have to go back and look at the replay of that. It was that... a collision, and the helmet looked like the helmet. I don't know, man. But he, there's clearly something. He's wearing compression sleeves on both legs, and you know, and they're being ultra cautious with Javon because they know how talented he is, and they know that they believe that he's a difference maker. Um, now that means that Brandon Jones will be elevated and getting the opportunity to play. Big Fangio said. He has played three starts and and play, gotten better each time, and uh, that's what you. It was funny how Vic Fangio. It, it, it was a it was a classic Barry question, uh, a three for one oneer. <laughs> you, you you know one day we should just all ask Mike McDaniel. All of us do three for one. <laughs> <laughs> and he would find it funny too. Uh, he would find it funny because. And I will say this on the podcast, and I, I, you know, I say things and I don't care who hears it. It is what it is. What annoys me about Mike McDaniel is the filibustering. And I get it. If you take two minutes and 30 seconds to answer each question, you're only going to get six or seven questions. If you take one minute to answer each question, it's going to lead to 20 questions. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to answer 20 questions. So you generally want to filibuster, but oh my God, does it bother me? But, <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, Omar, though, is because we discussed it before. We had a question from, from somebody who was watching the Q&A that I don't think, it, to me, it's not strictly about that. It's also because he's a guy who's obviously very intelligent, knows a lot of words, that he is like ultra super careful that his message, that he thinks his message, he's getting it across exactly precisely to the, mm -hmm. the milli microscopic yeah point well, exactly you will say the same thing three times yes. Yes. you can choose which one of the three you want to use but ultimately the same theme is coming out three times 
your preference on how you want to paraphrase how he says it. And smart approach, intelligent, just annoying because I'd rather get more stuff in. Like Mike McDaniels is always bothered. We don't ask about the opponent. We don't ask about the Tennessee Titans. There might be one question a week about the opponent. You know why there's one question a week about the opponent? Because we all get seven questions. Because the the opponents suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know I had every know, week had, the opponent sucks. No, 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 no. no. I, it, in this particular case, and like last week, there's not going to be. And next week they play the Jets. You think there's going to be a lot of Jets questions? No. Then they're going to play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Then you're going to have we're going to have a lot of Cowboys questions. Logically. Mm-hmm. Injury report just came out. You filibuster while I while I take a look at it. Oh well, the filibustering. I was going to go. I was going to head straight. Tehran was limited. Uh, Chris Brooks was limited. Uh, Tariq was limited with an ankle. Uh, Javon Holland, limited. Lamb, limited. Raheem Mostert, limited. Durham Smite, limited. Uh, Christian Wilkins jumps on the injury report with a groaning. Uh-oh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's come on, good. bro. Listen, when what? they signed, you think it was a coincidence they signed another defensive tackle to the practice squad? Did you? I mean, you know, like, like, no, but it, no, that's a very good point. Except, what the, we, I just didn't know who it was. Sorry, I just didn't know who it was. And no. then, well, you, you saw with Vic Fangio's reaction, to, huh? Did you see Vic Fangio's reaction? Like, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Justin, Justin Ellis is wrong. Who? <laughs> I was like, I. I <laughs> Yeah, Chris. Chris likes the, saw some things he liked and wanted to add him on. Okay, there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. Big Fedge was like, who? Like, <laughs> but I always get nervous. I always get nervous when a guy shows up limited the second injury report of the week when he wasn't nowhere to be found on the first because that's pretty much he he sustained an injury during practice. Um, more, more, I, way more often than not, and and we don't know the severity of it because if he he could be a very serious injury that happened three plays in, into practice after we left, and that still would be limited, or it could be something very 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 minor that we don't you know. We you want know to I'm going to disagree with you because, for instance, um, is Andrew Van Ginkle on the injury report? No, he's not. Okay. Um, can I give you an example to prove my point? Or you, or you, go you, ahead. you, you can go first. Cordray Tankersley. Cordray no, Tankersley. Cordray Tankersley. Okay. Yeah, not on the injury report. Next next day, injury report, knee limited out for the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not denying that players suffer an injury, but you think it's just a coincidence? My uh, Chris Greer woke up one day and just decided, you know what? We need another extra defensive tackle, even though Big Fangio has been begging for one since training camp. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. 
Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. No, and that would be the, that would be the counter of it. But, but again, if there was something wrong with him yesterday to lead to the signing of Justin Ellis, why was he not on the injury report before? Well, Maybe. well, 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 I think Uncle Lamar's gonna tell theory, me. one, I'm going to challenge that every player who gets treatment is on the injury report because literally from a video with and from a video Jalen Phillips put out today on his Instagram of him in the treatment room getting treatment. There was Andrew Van Ginkle in there getting treatment. And lo and behold, Andrew Van Ginkle isn't on the injury report. So. I don't know what the rule or determining factor, whether or not a guy gets injury or gets on the injury report, but maybe Christian Wilkins just walked into the treatment room and was like, yo, my growing's hurt. Let me, you know, let me get some treatment on it. I don't, I have no idea to be honest with you. I don't know how that works. And I've only covered the NFL for 15 years. Correct. And, well, I don't know that there's an established criteria. My understanding is if you miss reps, number one, you have to be on the injury report. And and I was pretty sure that if you get some sort of treatment, is it possible Andrew Van Ginkle was getting a massage? I didn't, I didn't, I saw the video you showed, you showed me, but you can't really see very well what's going on with it. I saw what he was working on. I saw. Okay. okay. I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but yeah. Okay. Um, and, and and at this point in the season, it should be pointed out, every player in the NFL it has bumps, bruises, pain somewhere um, that needs treatment. It's December, for Christ's sakes. Agreed. Uh, but here's my thing is I'm going to be nervous until – nervous, as nervous as I get covering, covering a football team, but a uh, little queasy, shall I say, until, until I'm at practice on Saturday and see Christian out on the field. I, I don't think the Titans present much of a threat as I've indicated. And, but yeah. while, uh, while understanding that upsets happen, as we saw Thursday night, that anybody can get got. Yes. I fully understand that. Oh, I'm in but, but there's all, you also have to acknowledge that not all games are created equal. That's why sometimes the point spread is two and a half. Sometimes it's 13 and a half. Anyway. Hold um, on. Hold on. Time out. I do want to point out one thing. When I was watching the game on the replay, there were snaps that Christian in packages usually plays in that he was not playing in. And I was like, hmm, is this a coincidence? Is this some new rotation? Is this a new defense that they want to look at? Or is this something? Now, I didn't think about it or connect the dots until this very minute. Because that is his final snap count was pretty, pretty close to what it's been. Um, I'm going to look it up right there now. There were packages where it was Raekwon with Sealer, and it wasn't the other way around. And I was he like, played, I'm sorry, Omar. He played 45 of 45 of 55 snaps, and take away the last three snaps when it was. Nothing but backups, and so there would be 45 of like 52 legitimate snaps. So, mm. but I, I'm, I, I'm not, 
I'm not saying one way or the other, but this is something absolutely to watch. Oh, and the point I was going to make is that obviously if you look at this Titans offense, while Will Levis has a big arm and DeAndre Hopkins, as Vic Fangio mentioned, can make any sort of catch and has a very wide catch radius, catch, catch radius the guy who could hurt you is Derek Henry. And I don't know that this hasn't been mentioned, but the Dolphins against Washington gave up the most rushing yards they had since that Charger game in week one. Uh, Christian Wilkins, if if it were to be the case that he can't play on Monday night, that's something not necessarily totally ideal for the defense. Um, let's address something that Tyreek Hill said, um, and I wish we had the capabilities to bring it up on video um, because, one, it's my video, and two, it's um, very – Honest and transparent, uh, Tyreek Hill basically said, and Alan's going to be writing a story up about it, that he doesn't believe the wide receiver can win the NFL MVP. And he knows that that's a quarterback award. It has been for a while. Um, and if you were inclined to swing him votes, he'd rather you pretty much send it to his way because he's what, 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 what? He did not say that. Nobody has voted. It's a media vote, Omar. He said. He had Tua won it. He didn't say, guys, vote vote for Tua. He absolutely said, I, I want Tua to win it. He said he'd be happier if Tua won. And then five seconds later, he said it would be awesome if I won. Was it five seconds later? It was, yeah. it was, dude, it was three questions. Would you like me to go ahead and I have I literally have it over here. No. Uh, the, the listen. I mean, you want to play it? Let's let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Oh, you want to try to try to play it? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? If if it'll play, I doubt it'll play well. This is this is a lot of awkward silence. No, this is working. It it doesn't play. Oh, you're not hearing it because I'm hearing it on my end. Sorry. No, it doesn't. It doesn't play. I guess okay, we have so to, put it, okay. to put it in the system. Anyway, obviously, uh, he said obviously winning the award would be icing on the cake mm -hmm. for the phenomenal season he's having. Yes, correct. And this is literally two sentences after he said I'd be happier if Tua won it. So, this is Tariq being a good teammate. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh I made the point that Adrian Peterson won it, and he says basically that was a different day in a different time with kind of a different league. Um, and the amount of carries and the workload that Adrian Peterson won it for, um, and all of those are valid points. Um, however, I am I'm sort of joining the campaign of like, hey, if Tyreek does set a record and becomes – a pioneer on NFL productivity, the first 2000 yard receiver, why shouldn't he gain that recognition? Why, why shouldn't he gain that notoriety? And he's got the, one of the best teams in the NFL anyway, but let's, let's Tyreek said it ain't happening. Um, and then Braxton Berrios earlier in the day said, absolutely. He should be the MVP. And joining the parade of former players, some media members who are not former players. So if you think those opinions are not as valid, but you got Dominic Foxworth, 
we got Will Blackman, who on Twitter basically was saying it's Tyreek and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Pat McAfee, who was throwing that out as well. Mm-hmm. So, how, first of all, however, however you want to look at this, for anybody to quickly dismiss the notion that it's ridiculous to even suggest it, sorry, it's not. Second of all, it's no slight on Tua at all because Barrios pointed it out. Tua obviously said it. You know, everybody has said it. Nobody has taken away from the fact that Tua is having an MVP caliber season as well. Mm-hmm. And the line I said on the previous podcast, Tua is having an MVP type season. Tyreek is having a historic season. And I think it needs, if if he does wind up getting to 2000, I think that needs to make MVP voters seriously, you know, take pause and consider it. Uh, and I am not a voter for any for that um and i look at it as would the voters find it disrespectful if they say if they say oh that's a quarterback award only a quarterback can win it would the voters i'm not a voter they would or should the voters find it disrespectful i think they should because it basically tell you basically you're basically telling them that you're not in you're not sophisticated enough to be able to recognize that extraordinary circumstance where a player at another position deserves consideration. And we all, we all get it because of the position. It's a quarterback award in the sense that the quarterback's going to win more often than not. And the streak right now is it not only a quarterback, it's a quarterback of the number one or number two seed in his conference for the past 13 to 22, the past 10 years. Peterson is not only the last running back to win, it's the last non top seed or number two seed in this conference. So if you're going to go by that criteria right now, you're, there are only four candidates, and that's Tua, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, and Jalen Hurts. Damn, you just going to throw Patrick Mahomes out there. I, 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 well, he can't be because he's not a number one or a number two seed based on the past 10 years. So. I, yes, but he can get back in, so I'm going to put him in. And But he's already won the award, so let's take that off. And Lamar's already won the award, too. He's won it twice. Rogers has won it three times. So. Lamar's won the award twice. No, Lamar's won it once. Roger uh, Patrick Mahomes That's... has won it twice. Okay. Uh... Yes. Um, so I'm not. I'm not, I, I'm not buying the, the notion that Mahomes is going to get snubbed because he's won it twice. Mahomes right now should not be near. Uh, to me, not in the top three because the Chiefs have not been great on offense, uh, even though their record's good. So. Uh, Hell, right now it could be that you know that your top five could have two or anti-reek. You know, interesting. It's not. It's not a. I know. I I I think the momentum is growing. I have not written what I wanted to write, but I'm I'm still thinking it out and processing it, which I generally try not to write things that I haven't thought out the process. I hope you appreciate that, Pooh. Um, not not that you would not that you would agree. But <laughs> I just think I just like slap around the first thing that comes to my mind. No, no. Damn it. I, damn it. He got me. Sorry. I, no, I'm just I'm just thinking like I, I don't write things if, unless I have absolute conviction about it. And I'm I'm you know, I'm waffling on this back and forth here. And it, it's you know, it's not it's not an easy thing for me to 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 conclude and i get you and i think you make a very valid point where all of these guys are having a you know a lot of these guys are having good seasons tyreek is having a historic season 
And it's funny that he says, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not, I'm not even, it doesn't even come to my mind. And I'm like, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Here's another one. Forget that, like, like the, among, among the many stats, if he gets 100 yards and a touchdown on Monday night, certainly a possibility. He'll tie the NFL record for most games like that with 101 in his 13th game. I mean, it's completely crazy. I mean, lately there's not a game that goes by that he doesn't give you like a 50, 60-yard touchdown. I mean, it's nuts. Um, and, yes, towards the one getting him the ball, but Tyree's the one who's constantly getting and – no, and no other receiver is constantly getting open like that. So, um, and to me the biggest takeaway of the, of the Tyreek uh, – of the Tyreek media session – is you're looking at a guy who, I mean, he is talking about loving life, as he's mentioned himself. And I think I think deep down, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, Tyreek would love to get the MVP. But he's going to he's going to be the good teammate because life is great. I got my money. I'm like the feature guy on the offense. We're kicking some ass with the team. I'll probably get my contract restructured next offseason. More and, money, more money, more money, more money. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I need to, to get his that. money. I'm going to be the good teammate. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. I would love it for Tua to get it. Um, so, Let me see. And that's, that's cool. what a restructured contract could look like. Now that we're talking this stuff, um, you can technically give Tyreek all but $18 million of his contract, which is fully guaranteed and in a, in a signing bonus and just give him a new deal continue to make him the highest paid player and you would really realistically potentially drop your cap number from the 30 million category to somewhere in the neighborhood of like five yeah it's cap uh, number for next year is kind of kind of correct uh depending if you add the length of the i'm sorry I, I hate to be doing this math while we're while we're doing the show um yeah you can you can you could substantially reduce tyreek's um cap hit by giving him a new deal which you give him another new four-year 120 million dollar deal i'm sure he's not complaining especially if he walks away with another 70 million dollars in guaranteed money and and who's going to complain about having tariq locked up for more years on guaranteed money you're going to complain about it poop but i thought he was retiring when his when his contract ended it's a great leveraging point, you know. He's uh, I'm done. Oh, when my contract's up, I'm done playing. Well, okay, well, well we, can four years the anyway. I mean, we can restructure your contract and just add a couple more years to it if you're all right with that, Tariq. And we give you 60 million dollars. Would you like that? And like I said before, I, I, I don't think money is going to be a problem for Stephen Ross if it gets him closer to that Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I, I think he'd spend like crazy if he falls short of that Super Bowl. Oh my God. Could you imagine what he would spend in the offseason if he was like at the Super Bowl's doorstep? And then here we are, the apocalypse and the teams potentially falling apart. Oh my goodness gracious, is this guy going to open up his wallet and break the bank and then buy new free agents and trade for new players? Like it's going to make it even worse. But then maybe if you win it all, maybe he does it again too, just because he wants to keep winning. He's thirsty. That is true. Uh, before we wrap up, anything from the coordinators that stood out to me? Yeah. Um, I did find Frank Smith. I find Frank Smith refreshing and interesting. Vic Fangio was his usual self. 
Um, and I, I did find it very interesting that Big Fangio basically explained the fact that he does not talk to the guy who's wearing the red dot because he's an old curmudgeon and does not like to use the technology. My and bad, Vic. <laughs> By the way, if you didn't know that him and I are simpatico, did you just see him point at me after the, the his session was over? No. Yeah, yeah, because I normally I ask a question of Vic every time. Today I didn't. And when he got done, right as he was stepping off the podium, he looked at me and goes, You were quiet today. Really? Yeah, we got I know I'd say uh, uh, I think I think he relates to me as an old an old grumpy guy. <laughs> at least you know who you are, Poop. At least you know, know who you are. are. Yep. Um I, I found that interesting. They have a high level of confidence in Duke Riley. Um, hopefully we see that on the field. Um, Emmanuel Hogba, he was just like, well, Emmanuel, Emmanuel's not happy, but, you know, he, you know, he's still being a good teammate, which basically means he's cashing his checks. So, it, like. There was an Og. Got 15 million reasons to be a good teammate. Um, yeah. I was disappointed, not shocked, but disappointed. Because in the aftermath of if you saw Tennessee's game against Indianapolis last week where their punter's knee got obliterated um, on a roughness penalty, Ryan Tannehill wound up doing the holding and they missed an extra point. So Danny Crossman, the special teams coordinator, was asked who's the Dolphins' backup holder if something happens to Jake Bailey. And we have a lot of guys. Of course. He and uh, and all I can't handling your, kick, your punts, your, uh, your punt returns. It's like, really, state secret. Uh, and then we started joking, like, was it a big guy or something? I think somebody threw out Robert Hunt. I threw out Christian Wilkins, maybe. He was like, it's not Christian Hunt. It, I mean, it's Christian Hunt. It's not Robert Hunt. It's not Christian Wilkins. And then at that point, it was like, okay, last question. And then left without telling us. And again, it's not a state secret. I don't know. This is the type of thing that's frustrating to me. It really not that big a deal for for, for him. Yeah, to it messes up the competitive advantage, brother. Yeah, I'm sure Tennessee's game planning for the uh, the backup holder just in case something happens to Jake Bailey. Absolutely. Anyway, on that note, anything else on your mind, Omar? No, man, I'm good. Good. I'm glad to hear. So, everyone, thanks for watching as usual. Uh, we back tomorrow, right? I'm all right. We have a Saturday practice. Yeah, yeah, we have a Saturday practice. We'll be doing an episode in the evening time. You're like, okay. Um, you, you dictate the terms. I just follow along. Hey man, I'm taking my daughter to the zoo. No, no, I hear you. I, I hear you. Love the zoo. We're going Love to, zoo. we're going to the Metro Zoo. Um, no, the Miami Zoo. I don't know what it's called. Zoo Miami it's called. Zoo Miami. And um, hopefully have a, a enjoyable family day. So you'll be there alone at practice, and then you can tell me all the wonderful things about Mike McDaniel tells you that Teron Armstead and Robert Hunt and Javon Holland are probably not playing, and what that means. Quick story about Zoo Miami. It's not a great story, but it's a quick story. So <laughs> um, this was May of twenty twenty one, or the spring of twenty twenty one. At Zoo Miami with the family, we rented one of those big bicycle, four-seat four bicycle, and we're riding the bike, we're riding the bike, and I look around, and there's a really tall guy walking around, and I look over, and it's like, that's Jalen Phillips, isn't it? Damn, that's Jalen Phillips. This is recently? 
No, 2021. Not long after he was drafted by the Dolphins. Okay. So Jalen Phillips has to do Miami. Again, this was like probably before or during OTAs. I was gonna like get out of the, get out of the bicycle and go shake his hand and say hi and all that. And I decided no, let him enjoy his his, his day out. So anyway, you want a fanboy Jalen Phillips? Look at I that. I don't want a fanboy Jalen Phillips. Fanboy. What did I say? Fanboy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What I said. Okay, when we start to mumble like this, probably time to go. Gang, thanks everyone for watching. We appreciate the support. Please like, download, subscribe, all of the above. Read all our content for free, no paywall, no subscription required. All you have to do is click alldolphins.com. You're going to see everything. That How many stories you get up to date, Poop? Uh, it's uh, actually a slow day. I'm going to have four today. I think I got a, two more to write, including my... Tyreek Hill analysis. We told you what happened today, and I'm going to give you the nuts and bolts and some color to it as well. Gotcha. All right. You know how to find us, alldolphins.com. Please like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, um, write a note to your teacher, and rate us. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you. See you guys later.